Welcome to episode number 34 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. It is the John Van Beesbrook episode, as we alluded to last week. And two weeks in a row, Ross. Wow. It's getting smooth around here. Yeah, goalie goalie mentions. It's always good for you. Yes, it is. Uh, Russ Cohen, you got, follow him on Twitter, at Sportsology. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Jason Mert. Or follow the podcast, at Stick to Hockey Pod. And uh, I'm told it's important that we ask people... Um, to give us a rating and review. So if you could uh, give us a rating on iTunes, a review, we'd very much appreciate it. And I know you don't need to put it in there that um, one of the problems with this podcast is that it's not regular. <laughs> I, we know. That's <laughs> like, why it's a podcast. Yes. And, and, and look... I always say we're going to try and do it weekly, but it's it's up to my schedule. It's up to Russ's schedule. Yeah, I do a few other things. You do a lot of other things. Yeah, so we're always uh, we're trying to get as many out as we can and as often as we can, but um, it's something we're striving to be better at. Um, so today, a couple things. First and foremost, we're through the first calendar month of the season. It's now November 1st uh, upon taping here. Um, so we have some things in order uh, based on that to go into. And I did my power rankings. I did a full 31-team power ranking. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I did this last night and was just kind of dug in on it after I got done trick-or-treating with the kids. I had zero trick-or-treaters. Zero. zero. Luckily, I didn't buy much candy. I yeah. Didn't. Well, whatever you bought, you don't have it at the house for I know, yourself. I know. Um, so I got the, my power rankings, which we'll go through, and then we have a bunch of headlines to get into as well. We're not going to go through all thirty-one. Like you could mention, yeah, we're not going to debate them. We're all. Not, no, yeah. no. Like like Detroit's number thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, there's no debate there. They stink, and they're probably going to stink. And well, Blash will keep his job. Right. We'll leave it at that. Um, but that being said, um, so we'll go through that. We have a bunch of headlines to go through. There's a lot of interesting things happening around the league, and that we'll get into this gambling thing as well. Anything that's over the last week that's really hitting you? Well, the Austin Matthews injury is huge because. It's a Big one. Well, you know, normally you would say, all right, you know, one guy's hurt, you adjust the top line, and you move on. Now it seems like Babcock's rethinking everything, and I don't know, like just make the first line Tavares' line for the next month, mm-hmm. and put Kadri on the second line, and if you want to keep Zach Hyman on the first line, that's fine. I notice now Toronto, people out of Toronto are starting to complain, Zach Hyman doesn't have a goal in 12 games. That's not his game. Like, all of a sudden now Austin Matthews is out, teams lose a few games, and now it's on Zach Hyman? Like, come yeah. on. It seems a little short-sighted, but you're yeah. right. Uh, what, what effect does this have on the Leafs over the next month? Um, can they go 500 or a couple games above it? They're yeah, a deep team. They, they are a deep team off Defensively, but defensively they're not. And so, like with Matthews and and Tavares, they're clicking, and everything was clicking. They could overcome a lot of things. Anderson's under siege. I think he had 41 saves yeah. last game, and and a lot of them were tough saves. And I'm not even talking about easy saves. It's tough for a goalie. Like again, the old phrase of goalies standing on their head. It doesn't happen as much anymore in this league, and you could and you can't sustain it long term. No, I mean you go shoot forty five on Carey Price every night. You saw he's played like eight or nine games. He's already getting winded because mm-hmm. he hasn't played this John much Gibson in too. the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean that team right now the the Ducks are the give up the most shots in the NHL, and they generate the least amount right. of shots. which is death for a goalie. Yeah. I mean, you go, 12 games, I think it's 175 more shots for the opposition than they've shot, than they've shot on the other net. That's crazy. And you yeah. go look at Kincaid. He played in every game. They didn't use a backup, and then they finally took him out for yep. Schneider. Yes. It's like, goalies can't do that anymore. I mean, players are all too good. Even fourth liners can score. So... You know, you look at the Leafs and you say, yeah, they should be able to do it, but I think 500 is reasonable. Yeah, that's kind of, I think, what their benchmark should be and, for. Because, look, they know they're going to be a playoff team, 
But they do have some warts, and now without Matthews, they're going to show a little more. Absolutely. When you and don't we have do that worry depth. about the shoulder. Like we know he's had multiple shoulder injuries. He had one that you know before he was even drafted. So yeah. we don't know which one's the reoccurring. But at the end of the day. You do have to watch players like that, because I go back to Barry Beck, who was a, just a tremendous defenseman, a big, hulking guy like Matthews, a mm-hmm. little more physical, but he, you know, I think he hit 100 points as a defenseman. If not, he got close a couple of years. He was a top-scoring guy, and then he was, like, gone by the age of 30. Yeah, because of shoulder issues. Yeah. And some people just don't have strong shoulders. No, and they just don't. I think it was Pat Flatley that did him in wow. final one. And, Pat Flatley. Yeah, Ranger. He was with the Islanders at the time. Ranger fans didn't take kindly to that. I could have picked that. a name that wouldn't be uttered on this podcast today. It may have been Pat Flatley. There you go. Um, let's kind of stay with the Leafs here real quick and a guy that uh, Matthews played with and, and this guy benefited from it. And that would be uh, William Nylander. This situation now has gotten to a point where it's fait accompli, where it seems like he's got to be traded. They're not yeah. going to come to an agreement. No, I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I I honestly felt like once you got past the first couple weeks of the season and Kasperi Kapanen showing as good as he is mm-hmm. showing, that was it. He lost his, you know, he lost any leverage. Lost his foothold. Yeah, he did. Even with Matthews out, it didn't matter. It's not the same position. It's the team is already. They know what they want to pay him, and Michael Nylander knows what he wants his kid to make. Yep. And they're not in agreement. Yeah. So he is going to get traded. It's just a matter of where. How often do you see a general manager? Going through five or six different cities right. early in the season uh-huh. and staying for the whole game, like with the Flyers, he stayed for the whole game. Yeah. Like we see, you know, a lot of scouts, you know, they dribble start out. a third period. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, you know, I got enough, enough to justify my thinking. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, no, he was watching every shift everything. of a couple of players. Yeah, everything. So and he was scouting two teams on that trip. I mean, it was Colorado and the Flyers, right? So. And, and Carolina is a team that he yep. certainly New York. You know, New York is another one, and so he's got suitors. Now it's just a matter of getting the best deal and signing a deal that the other team that he's going to trade him to is okay with yep. and making that happen. And I you know, I happen to think the Rangers do have a little edge here cuz Michael did play for them and mm-hmm. he was overpaid by the Rangers, so why not overpay his kid? Yeah. It makes sense. Well, yeah, there's It'll familiarity there. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I know. Um but I heard Elliot Freeman on NHL Network Radio talk about this too. The the teams that are in the mix but some of those teams don't have what the Leafs want. Now, right. explain to people, first and foremost, what the Leafs want. We know where they need help, yeah, they, and it's defensively. They, they need a top-four defenseman. And a Actually, right shot, too. The, the, right, a right shot is really what they want. The biggest failing of Lou Lamarillo's time there, and really everybody's time there since they you know, tanked and got Matthews, is they haven't been able to land that big defenseman. Ron Hainsey is a plug, and his yeah. contract's up this year, too. Jake Gardner's contract's up this year, too, but I'm not sure they could afford to get rid of him. No, they're going to have so to they, pay So they may have to pay him. And so you look at it and you say... This is the one failing they've had. This is the one guy who might be able to at least bring them a second pairing. In this league, you can't trade for a first-pairing guy anymore. It's impossible. Every time we talk about a guy that's going to be available, UFA, at some point that guy gets signed. And we always say, oh, look, he was signed. Or, look, he was signed. And so... This is the chance. And so, like, if, if you're going Rangers, they'll ask for Brady Shea. They probably won't get Brady Shea. But they'll get somebody else. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. If they didn't get Shea, who would they want? I mean, the, the problem with the Rangers is after Shea, they're a little thin. Yeah, I, you know, they might have to get Shea. Because now that I think about yeah. it, Stahl's too old. Uh Pionk's too young. D'Angelo's not good yeah, there's, enough. There's very few teams that have what they want that can take it on. Yeah. Um, as a bridge deal, 
be able to go beyond the bridge deal eventually and also be able to fit that cap number of what the bridge deal is going to be. Yeah, because if they if they trade seven and a half, is that, is that where you kind of are you feeling like seven and a half million? Yeah, he's going to get. Years? Yeah, I think he is going to get like seven and a half for three years. So yeah, I I'm looking at you know oh wow Beck only scored sixty five points. All right, so I was a little off on that. Um, I had to look it up because yeah. I was curious. I think. Yeah, when you look at these teams and you look at the guys, I think he's going to get seven and a half, and he's and they're going to try and get the best defensemen and other players in the deal. You know, again, I guess the Rangers do have to sort of give up Shea. They can bring up Ryan Lindgren. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can probably call him up. They're not really expected to win this year anyhow, so maybe maybe Shea would have to go in that deal. And then, if you, and then also maybe the addition of Nylander attracts a guy like Panarin. Yeah, bop, 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 and yeah, trickle yeah, yeah. down effect, quick rebuild. I mean, they might even be in on Carlson. I mean, again, yeah. you know, Carlson. There's no guarantee he resigns um, with the Sharks. Now, if you look at Carolina, they got Pesci. I think they, for some reason, I think mm-hmm. they, their eyes are on Pesci, Brett Pesci, and yep. and I think that's a good guy to have their eye on. It would it would require a little more than that, but they've got plenty of guys. I mean, Jake Bean's not that far from coming up. Yep. So they really. They could afford to lose that. Now, the Flyers are another team that was mentioned by Elliot. Sanheim has to be the guy. Like, yeah, that's the much. one. And you figure that's or, who or Dubas was scouting. I mean, it could be Gossespierre or Sanheim, yeah. but it's going to be one of them. Yeah, and you want – and I mean, they're probably looking for a little bit more – not as much offense as Gossespierre that can provide. Yeah. Although that's never a bad thing. And maybe a little bit more stronger defensively guy, and that would be Sanheim, who's by the way, looked really good this year. He's had a really good year. He's got like four points. He's a plus player, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. When you he's, consider he's how good. bad they've looked – Defensively, he's kind of stood out a little bit. Yeah, um, and he's a guy um, that you would imagine was one of the you know the focus points of Kyle Dubas when he was at that game against the Flyers in Colorado. Yeah, and I also think Tyson Barry on yep. on on Colorado. I mean Tyson Barry. Yeah, they got Gerard now. I mean, yeah. geez. Yeah. Barry fits the bill for them, and he's already cost certainty. I mean, he's mm-hmm. already got a deal in place. So that is the kind of guy that they're looking for, and I think I think they're going to get it. Now, if you're the Flyers, I also think you can make a bigger deal out of it. I mean, at this point, JVR's got to be close to coming back. Is he on the trip? I don't know if he's on the trip. Uh, I think he's on the trip and skating, but not close. To, I think he's still two weeks away. Two weeks. Okay. okay. I thought he might be closer than that. Yeah. All right. So, within the next two weeks, I could see the Flyers trade in Wayne Simmons. There's just no point. Their talks aren't getting anywhere yep. either. They already are a fringe playoff team, so like keeping Simmons doesn't isn't a guarantee of anything. Yeah. So if you throw him into that deal, then you could get something back uh-huh. on the other end. Because what you're trading there on the, on this end of the deal for Simmons is a very palatable contract. Yeah, I mean it's, it, it's four and a half million. I think is that what he's, is that his number? Yeah. So yeah, for what you're getting right now for that player at this point is is a bargain. The problem is is going forward with Wayne Simmons, and I said this on my radio show today that. Uh, he's a guy that I would move on from, and here's why I believe that. Um, he's never been the greatest skater. He's turned into a pretty decent skater in the NHL. Didn't come in as a great skater. Right. And guys at his age that play the way he does, they, A, tend to break down. B, they can't afford to lose even a tenth of a step, let alone a half a step. True. Because they can't just, they can't, you know, just over, they're still, they're still great skaters. They still got good speed, even though they've lost a step. Mm-hmm. So when he, look, look at Milan Lucic, for example, right? Yeah. He's a guy that, you know, when he was with the Bruins, had so many great years, and he got paid. First he goes to L.A., and then he gets paid on the open market. He got a 7-7 seven seven deal, right? A ridiculous deal. Yeah, $49 million, and the, the league is just blown right by him. Yeah. He, he can't be an effective player anymore, and he's got that wear and tear on his body. And I'm not saying Simmons and Lucic are exactly the same, but they're similar in a lot of ways. 
where I just don't see for the money that he's going to get and the term he's going to get on the open market because he's such a good, so good on the power play and he protects teammates and there's less and less of that in the league right now. I just don't think that I would be willing to go where other teams are going to be willing to go. Yeah, his agent knows it. He's not going to sign a deal uh, and a, a team friendly deal. He's got to no, cash in one last time, right? I mean, he he wants five years. The Flyers yep. don't want to give him five years. I mean, that's that's obvious. I couldn't. I couldn't and, give him and five. And people are wondering why I've kind of moved off the Shattenkirk from the Rangers. I I just I thought about it from the Leafs standpoint, and they may not want to take on that money because they're mm-hmm. already going to have to pay so many guys. So Shea is a much friendlier contract than than Shattenkirk. Yeah. So they the Rangers may have to do that, even though they like Shea long term. But again, William Nylander is a heck of a player, right? So. So, so one of the we just mentioned his name, and I want to talk about two guys in particular from the same team. And things are a little bizarre. And, and if I was John Tortorella, I'd be scared because they're fire every coach in the state of uh, Ohio these days. Um, well, he's scared to talk. We know that. You know, here's the thing about three nothing in the first period of Detroit, and he's asking questions after the game, and yes. Uh- no, <laughs> you're not giving him nothing. I'm a John Tortorella connoisseur, but the funny thing is, when I see him at the draft, he's as nice as can be. But uh-huh. he is a guy that he's at least figured out how to self-edit. Like he was so mad after that game, but one word answers don't really do anything for the fans, mm-hmm. and that's the part where if I was on the team, that's the story. I know. Okay. If, if I was right, unfortunately, but there's not much to do with that. You yeah. have to do a lot of your own personal speculation if you're writing it. If I own that team, I would still say to Torts, listen, you've got to give the writers a little more because they were asking valid questions mm-hmm. and the fans do deserve to know valid what's answers. up with this team because that team really is a big fat question mark. Oh, they are right now, big time. When you look at the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they, they, they started uh, Corpus Allo three games in a row with a goaltender who's in a pretty untenable situation there, A, and who is in a contract year in Bobrovsky. So by going to Corpus Allo three games in a row, and Bobrovsky's numbers are horrific right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. They are horrific, and they're not giving him a chance to dig out. They didn't give him a chance to dig out against the worst team in the NHL in Detroit. And that situation, Bobrovsky has got to be moved. Yeah. They have no choice now, and everybody knows it. Bobrovsky's got to be moved, and Panarin's going to have to be moved as well. I mean, it just seems like a, a guarantee. I, I, I mean, they could they could definitely get by without those two. Corpusello, I think, won two out of the three when they he did, played yeah. him the three in a row. Yep. How much better is Bob really going to be? I heard you bring up on your show that he's not great in the playoffs. He's not great in the playoffs. No. I, I mean, we also have to remember, like, everybody wants to kill the Flyers for trading him. Uh, Ilya Brzgalov hated him. He wouldn't help him. Mm-hmm. He was a jerk to him. Yep. He he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't communicate with the kid. And it he was, was blocking Bobrovsky's development of in he his was, career. He was. So, it was yeah. it was the same as Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. It was the same deal. And actually and it hit ahead. I was I was at the um the practice before the winter classic and they named um Bobrovsky the uh, the starting goalie at the winter classic. Mm-hmm. And the minute that happened What's his name? Brzgalov comes storming out of the room, and there's a garbage pail and about six reporters. He takes his gum out, and he just smashes it in the garbage pail and leaves, right? So we all look at each other, and we said, I guess he's not starting a Winter Classic. (laughs) And that was the start of the fight. And eventually, he won that fight because he had the bigger contract. Like yep. it's, it's, I can't blame the Flyers for that. Yeah, it was an ugly situation. It was, and how the the owner at that time demanded they go out and get the best guy, and the best guy happened to be Briz at the time. Yeah, yeah, but th- but right now Columbus. Although that is, was arguable, but anyhow. Yeah, exactly. Um, Columbus right now a six and five hockey team. But let's go. Let's go um, uh, on to hot seat coaches. 
Um, there's some coaching around the league, and look, we see. You know, we talked about Rick Tockett last week. All of a sudden, that team that looks team really is good, just right? finally hitting stride, and 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 that's good. They really they keep need, the puck out of their net. They do keep the puck out of their net. So he, he's a guy that's not on the hot seat. But if you look around the league, is is Randy Carlisle a guy that's on the hot seat? Not yet. Dealing with a lot of injuries, as they always seem to in the beginning of the season. They have older, aging talent and core guys locked up to ridiculous deals. I can't, I can't blame it on what them. What about in Florida? Here's the thing about Florida. I did say on another show, I think Bob Boogner's in trouble, and they're like, well, it's Luongo. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Yeah. Okay, They knew Luongo was aging last year. I thought he would be okay this year. But at some point, it has to be the coach. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep saying, well, if I don't have Roberto Luongo, we can't win. I mean, they have a talented mm-hmm. enough roster where they should be putting up some wins. They're not. and so They're in the cellar of the Atlantic Division. They should not be there. Below Detroit. Right. And Ottawa. Yeah. And Montreal. Here's my, and Buffalo. Yeah. Here's my devil's advocate. I told advocate. you that. The coach is gone yeah. preseason. Here, here's my devil's advocate part of that. Devil's advocate part of that is, okay, Luongo comes back. What if in a month he gets hurt? Then they start losing a ton of games again. Well, then it's obviously the coach. Yep. So it might be the coach anyhow. I yeah. think he is in the hot seat. Uh, what about uh, um, around the league as well? Uh, Jeff Blashill in Detroit. Is he in trouble or does Ken Holland has said the right things that he understands that he doesn't have all the tools in the toolbox here to be successful? No, he's safe. Holland has already given Good. him the hall pass. Okay. And, and Holland's a guy when he says it usually means And by it. hall pass, I just mean free for this year. I understand now hall pass has a different a connotation if you look it up online. But so. they're not going to fire him because... Stevie Y is going to take over. He's going to put his own coach in place anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's always lurking, isn't and, it? And Holland's going to end up out in Seattle running yeah, that team. Yeah, that's, that's, you know that's for another day, Jason. Yeah, yeah, it is another day, but uh, we're looking at everything. Uh, any other coaches on the hot seat right now that you see? No, I think I think you've covered that. Well, Dave Haxtell. John Stevens. I mean, Dave Haxtell, yeah. John Stevens. Those are the other two. Everybody's on that Flyers trip. This is what I keep telling everybody. Everybody's on, everybody's on the trip. Everybody's being evaluated. Coaches. Players, assistant coaches. Yep. I will say this: after the Anaheim game, they still were making the same mistakes. They were fortunate yep. to get that win. You can't keep giving up two on ones on the power it's play. Amazing! Isn't I don't. It? I don't think I've ever seen a oh. team, and they give up two or three of those a game. And, and you know, and better teams will cash in on those. That's, at the end of the first period, that power play when the second unit was out there, it looked like they were on the power play. I know. I it mean, was not it, the Flyers. No, I know. It was. It was pretty brutal. Uh, Nolan Patrick, he's starting to pick it up. That's yeah. great. They were fortunate. They got the win. Uh, that if you ask me to grade the team on that game, it's still a D. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They just played a team that was playing worse than they are yeah. right now, and that might be the case again tonight when they face LA. Right, and but you know, LA beat the Rangers recently, and the Rangers aren't great, but they're hard to play against. So mm. I thought. That's not a bad win for no L.A. No quick, though, now for a while. He went yeah, to the you see, IR. And that's now... Dead meat, man. Now, so, again, this is a game where you look at it and say, the Flyers should win this game. Oh, yeah. Because there is no Jonathan Quick to worry about. Yep. Will they? I don't know. Uh, Jack Campbell. <laughs> and, and But, again, now you look on the other side of it, John Stevens loses this game. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does Rob Blake do? I have a feeling Rob Blake is already, like, looking at a trade first. Yeah. Because... He doesn't want to give in to the... I know the fans are like, well, we could just bottom out. It's not what he wants to do, though. No. And so he's had injuries. He's got a core three guys there when Quick's healthy with Quick, yeah. Dowdy, and Kopitar. So I think they're going to try and 
do something to fortify their offense, maybe get a little speed well, in there. Blake made this bed, too, by signing Kovalchuk. I mean, this team is big yeah. and heavy and doesn't have the speed. Yeah, I mean, there's no you question. So I think he's going to try and tinker before he gets rid of the coach. I can't say the same for Ron Hextall. Like, something... I still think something will happen with the Flyers on this trip. I'll be very surprised if they come home and nothing has happened. Okay. This, no matter what the outcome. No matter what the outcome. I just no, think no. like it's, it's You're like... You're sensing something's going to happen. I, I just feel like, yes, I feel like it's just like your boss is watching every move you make. Yeah. And at some point... So he's, he's gonna, going to make a move. He's going to do something. And if uh, it's not a trade, then maybe it's going to be one of those other things. He's going to call in, call you into the office at some point. Like, he's it's talking just a to some GMs face-to-face that he doesn't see so often. Correct. All right. Uh, do we? By the way, do we like... Um, these Finland regular season games? I mean, they're okay. Look, we have to take ourselves away from this and say, how do the people of Finland like them? And they love them, right? Of course. They they get to see guys like Barkov and Line A, and these are hometown guys. The guys love going back. They sell out the games. They make a lot of money. So we have to think of it like, how often do they get to see NHL players that in a regular season game that counts? So I have to be fair about it and say, while I probably won't watch it, I get why they do it. See, the thing is for me is if the league's not going to allow them to play in the Olympics, then don't force them to go over to another country in the middle of a season. Okay, but hold off on that. So I did get a scoop the other day mm-hmm. because I, I don't know if I mentioned to you there's a, there was a KHL Vienna Cup going on, mm-hmm. and that was just simply like a tournament. Yeah, a mid-season the, tournament. Yeah, and it didn't count on the regular season numbers either, I don't think, and Slovakia lost the first game like 9 nothing. But things were happening there, and Rene Fussell was over there, and I got somebody over there to ask Rene Fussell, somebody I know, I have a source over there, hey, what's up with the next Olympics? 2022. And lo and behold, Gary Bettman has a meeting with Rene Fossell this next coming week. And I forget where they're going to be. But this will be part of, the, obviously, the new negotiations yes. and everything else. So they are already going to start meeting. So that's already looking pretty rosy. And again, look look at all the stuff happening in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky is an ambassador. Oh, yeah. So I think the writing's on the wall. But they're already going to meet. And, and I guess because of the gambling announcement, Nobody had really, you know, even thought to ask Gary Bettman about it, except me. Thank you. Yeah, I know. good job. I'll pat myself on the back. What you do, Russ? That's yeah. why you're one of the aces. Yeah. Um, speaking of the gambling announcement, um, is this good for the game? Because to me, it's a little dangerous. Because there's people out there that can gamble and not lose their shirt right. or their mortgage payment, and this is going to eventually end up in a, in a situation where you're watching it on your TV and you're logged in, and they're going to say. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are going on the power play. They're two of sixteen of in their last eighteen or last two for their last sixteen. Uh, do you want to bet on this power play that they'll score? Or they oh, won't I don't score? think it's going to get that micromanaged. Oh, I think it will. No, I, I think, think it's going to be in-game betting. I think we're years away from that happening. Maybe years from it, and the data is obviously a big part of this. And the data, and Gary Bettman talked about that. The data hasn't yep. even been really Developed created yet. for yeah. this. They're on their way to doing it. I know they're trying out these chips on players in with UNLV's club team, and I believe another team, maybe in the East right. Coast League, and and that could be a game uh, a. Big game changer. No, no, but not only a game changer, but a talking point for the CBA because the players might say, this is the one thing, because everybody's, Bettman was quick to point out, everybody's getting a 50-50, but... Because it's HRR. Only for the national deal, only for the uh, MGM part of the deal. And let's talk about the MGM part of the deal. So there's a couple things about that. Mm -hmm. It's a little over 200 million bucks. It's not like a one-time thing. They're going to add revenue streams to it. People are thinking, oh, this this is it. 
no, no. That's just the start of it, right? Yeah. So, so you would think that helps the cap and helps the league revenues, mm-hmm. and so that's going to help drive those things. But MGM has like nine other hotels. The Borgata is one of yeah, them. All over the country. All over the country, right? So here's the thing. They don't have an exclusive in writing, right? But this is where it gets to be a little bit like competitive balance. Yeah. So, okay, Bettman said other teams can comprise a deal in their building, no problem, and... They can do it if they have gambling in their state. Like New Jersey. Like New Jersey. Like the Devils. Right. So the Devils are the, the rollout for that. Yep. But also, he, he made it pretty clear with the wording if it's allowed. Like, he didn't say that, but he pretty much was yeah. saying that. Because, again, there's very strict gambling laws in certain states. Like, you know, you could have uh, parlay slots, betting. but you can't yeah. do this. You could have yep. parlay like no in table Delaware. Yeah. yeah. So you don't know what's going to happen with that. But here's the... The foothold that MGM has, MGM with these other hotels, the minute gambling comes in, they're going to get it at their place before anybody. Oh, yeah. They're ahead of the curve. For the NHL. Yep. So, and he who is first, it's he who wins. Right. Yeah. And so if they're smart, they're going to be looking at places that are really close to passing, uh-huh. and they're going to be like, all right, we either need to buy a hotel there or take over so we could get our NHL deal there first. Yep, absolutely. And so that's where they do have a competitive edge by walking in on this, and the Borgata is the start of it. But here's the other part that is kind of loopy in this country. People in Canada, it's different in Canada, right? It's different they can country. parlay bet there, but they can't street. Right. Here, though, you still have to be somewhere in New Jersey with some sort of resonance. I thought you could do it via PayPal, but I think the PayPal still has to be hooked to a Jersey bank account, believe it or not. Well, for some sites, yeah, like like if you're on like a FanDuel, yeah. um, who I, I endorse, um, I have to be physically in New Jersey, geo-tracked on my phone okay. to be able to bet there. But I have an account. But when I'm if I'm sitting in Pennsylvania right now, I can't place a wager. Right. If I go over the bridge and then the thing tracks me where I am, it's right. like, boom, okay, now you can make a bet. Boom, when I'm over there, right. you know, I tend to load up. <laughs> that's right. what I do. Right. Or I should just give so, you my but, account but that's and have in, you put it in for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's inconvenient for someone who lives in Arkansas. Exactly, yeah. They, you know, so... Yeah. But I think there probably is a way around it if you have relatives in New Jersey mm-hmm. via PayPal. But for now, that's sort of where we're at with that. And then I'm just looking at my other notes here. Um... Yeah, the Devils gambling then is the real big start of it, and we're going to see how that really works. They have progressive out. ownership with Joshua Harris, and the, he was smart. Yeah. We have to give him a lot of credit because he was the first in on it, and and now he's he's jumped in on it. Yeah, the other markets that um, MGM has hotels in DC, Detroit, Massachusetts. Yep. So they're going to get their share, man. Oh and, yeah, you know, and and yep. yes, other places will get involved and other money will happen, but they're going to be the first. Yeah, and, and that's I think the key to this deal. This was a smart deal. I don't think it hurts the game. I don't think it hurts the integrity of the game. Yeah, I don't worry about that angle of it. I worry about people. But here's the other shirt. part that I think a lot of people who were at the press conference didn't understand, and maybe because they don't understand technology. And Gary Bettman had to point out a couple times, like, there's not going to be a kiosk. It's not going to be this. Everything is on the app. Yeah. You, you have it's the all app. digital. You're good. Yeah. That's how you're going to place your bets, unless it's a state that you could walk up to a window, like in yep. New Jersey, where you could actually place a bet. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, look, maybe it brings more eyeballs and sustains eyeballs for longer on the game. I mean, I will game. tell you this. What would the NFL, I know I'm in Eagles country here, 
but I watched the NFL when no one cared about it. I mm-hmm. watched the Super Bowl when I would literally go to the deli, get a hero, because that's what we called them in New York, yeah. sit down. The Super Bowl would be like a two-hour game, and I'd watch it with a buddy, and we didn't have any kind of big party, yeah, yeah. and there wasn't a band playing or any of that, right? Which then made all it of into sudden, what it is now. Gambling, Gambling, fantasy, all yep. those things. Yep. So you do have to believe that this will grow the game to yeah. some degree, too. It's a really good point and, by you. And it, and it could, therefore, make the television package mm, when it I don't know if it'll out. do that much, but it could. Yeah, it's going to take time for that to happen. Yeah, all does. of this will take a little time. Right off the bat, though, they get this instant money, which mm-hmm. should make fans happy because that goes right to the HRR, you know, HRR and then you're going to have the cap yep. go up. But there will be a CBA thing, I think, over that chip. No question about it. Uh, last thing here in news and notes. Um, h- how do we feel about the potential possibility that uh, Slava Voinov could be reinstated? <laughs> wow. You just want to bring up powder kegs here, yes, don't I you? Yes, I do. Yeah, you you really do. Yeah. Okay, so I'm still appalled that in this country, a guy that pleaded guilty even though he bargained it out yeah. and because his wife dropped the charges, right? He pleaded out, but we know that he was pretty much guilty of what he did. He's yep. just not technically guilty because, you know... The court, it doesn't, it doesn't get written it, that way. It doesn't way. get written that way. Yeah. Could easily get a visa and get back into this country, a work yeah. visa, right? It's a little right? disturbing. It's a little disturbing because it gets, you know, let's face it, it gets fast-tracked because he's a hockey player. Yep. So is he going to be able to work again in this country? Yes. Yeah. All right, so I get past that and me being pissed off about that. And for obvious reasons, and we know the reasons. So now we get to what is the NHL going to do? Yep. And the NHL, I think, will have some sort of immediate suspension but I don't know how long it could really be, and and clearly the Players Association will fight it. Yep. I mean, again, I know people would like to say, hey, this is the kind of thing the Players Association should move away from, but they didn't move away from Tom Wilson. They're not going to move no. away from this. I know this isn't a... And, and the player, Wilson Hurt, was also a member of the PA. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I know this is even a worse subject and uh, for domestic violence, but at, at the end of the... It's about precedent. It is. And so, unfortunately, they're going to fight whatever that is. So, if he says, hey, it's a 10-game automatic suspension before you even can play, they're going to whittle it down to something. Now, yeah. Wilson didn't get whittled down. I, that was surprising, and that's... Yeah. But this one... I'm glad. So let's say he gets a five-game suspension. Okay, now you're talking about a guy who's a number two or a number four defenseman, mm-hmm. who's been successful in this league, is an offensive defenseman. Somebody's going to take him. Who's I hate willing to say to take that. The PR hit. Somebody is going to be willing yep. to take the PR hit. It would probably be a smaller market. It probably would be a place like Arizona. Mm-hmm. It would probably be a place like Vegas. It would probably, you know, I Maybe don't... Maybe a Florida. I, I don't know if in L.A. I mean, L.A. moved away from him, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming they, they wouldn't. I'm assuming yeah, Anaheim wouldn't. Yeah. I'm assuming New York wouldn't. Would the island do it? Uh, uh, they might. Yeah. Lou could maybe pull that off. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they might. So, yeah. you know, the island could be interested. The islanders. So, I think there's four or five markets. We just have to see post-Achilles how he looks. Yeah. We haven't heard anything. Like, it's been... Until you brought that up to me, I haven't even, even thought about, about yeah. him. It's yeah. been radio silence. But yeah. do I think he'll play this year? I, I I would say if the Achilles is healthy, we're going to see him. Okay, uh, and yeah, as long as the guy can play, that's, uh, that's select, it selective morality in sports. Just the way it yeah, works. I just look at it this way. I remember no being, truth to the rumor the Cowboys. Have I tried was covering the Rangers at the time when Billy Tibbetts mm-hmm. was there. Oh yeah, and he, I was with the Flyers then yeah. when Billy Tibbetts mm-hmm. was there because then I switched over right and I started covering more Flyers games. 
I was like bothered by the fact that teams were giving Billy Tibbetts a job. Oh, I was a rapist. Yeah, <laughs> but if he was getting a job. We oh, know yeah. that. And he could barely play. And we know Voinoff's going to yep, get it. Absolutely. All right, let's get to the power rankings. Um, it's the end of the first calendar month of the season, so we're now in November. Um, so I'll give you the first. Uh, let me give you the first five, and then just if you have any commentary before we get, you know, we're not going to go through these piece by piece. But right. Number 31, I got the Red Wings. No, fine. Um, the Los Angeles Kings at number 30. I mean, right now, can't argue. Yep. Uh, the Panthers at 29, another horrific can't, start. Can't argue. Uh, the Rangers at 28. Can't argue. And the Senators at 27. Who do you have 26? I got 26. I got the St. Louis Blues. I might actually put the Senators ahead of the Blues, but either way, you're yeah. good with those two spots. Okay. At 25, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. Can't I argue them, it. I had them 15th in the preseason power rankings. They're yeah. down 10 spots. No, I can't. Based on how they've looked, they're lucky to have five wins. Can't argue it. Um, the Ducks at 24. Can't argue it. Uh, despite the fact that Gibson probably is the Hart Trophy winner right now and the Vezina winner. Yeah. He's been great for that team, but there's no way they can sustain with these numbers. I got Vegas at 23. Can't argue it. Yeah. yeah the Canucks at 22 are off to a better I, start. I could argue that. You could? You got it higher? Oh, yeah. I If I look at your list and your chicken scratch here, yeah. I would actually put the Canucks ahead of the Devils. Okay, so you would put them all the way up. At, I have the Devils at 14. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know that it's because sustainable. I think, well, but, but back. this is a power ranking. Power yeah. rankings are meant to moment. be. Yeah, yep. it's in the moment. And the Devils, to me, are starting to drop a little, and mm. Canucks are rising. I mean, I think I told everybody, Elias Pedersen was not only going to be rookie of the year, but I felt like he was going to be a star in the league. He is he that. He is, yeah. He is. And, and he's, he's one of the best rookie players. Of the month too. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the league. Forget yeah. any of that. He's a rookie. Him, Besser. You know, Jake Vertanen's an interesting one because, you know, and I'm a prospect guy. A lot of people rip me for where I had Jake Vertanen ranked and everything else. And, hey, he's not a great skater and he's more of like a hardworking kind of greasy guy. We don't yeah. know if he can get goals. Didn't he have two goals last night? He did have two last night. Yeah, he's, Jake Vertanen's starting to click for him. Well, all of a sudden, for, for a team like Vancouver, and you move away from the Sedins, all of a sudden they're looking like they're a team on the comp. Yeah, and I, think, and I think they are. I think they just have to get the goaltending figured out, which Markstrom. Thatcher Demko at some point yeah. will be the guy. Mar- and Har- Marshall holding it for now. He's holding it for now. And then defensively, you're just waiting on Quinn Hughes, man. Yep. Yeah, so, but I still would have them ahead of the. Uh, yeah, their future is bright. You can see. Oh no, it. I like no, it. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so I had the Oilers at 21, and they look like they're getting it together a little bit now. Yeah, I'd probably be okay with that. Um, the Coyotes. How about that at 20? Yeah, and you know, horrible what? start, and they are really finding their. Here's the one thing too, and this was something I was a little worried about. I don't think we ever talked about it on this program, but. Preseason, everybody's like, don't worry about Jacob Chikrin. He'll be back at the start of the season. He's a physical yeah. freak, whatever. He's not back. Yeah. Matter of fact, he was just cleared for contact mm-hmm. like two days ago. So he's still weeks away. They're doing this without Jacob Chikrin. It's pretty, it's pretty, and that's pretty the impressive. team in the NHL. Yeah. Give it a so call. I, so I got to believe they'll get better the minute yeah. Chikrin steps on the ice. So this is good for them. That's yeah. a good number. Uh, number 19, the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. yeah. They deserve it. I mean, they went through California, had a very successful trip. Yeah. Uh, they're a team right now on the rise as well. Uh, the Isles at number 18. Yeah, the Isles are, are a weird team because they um, – I haven't written an article yet, but I, I spoke to Scott Mayfield at the game against the Flyers because he um, played in the USHL. I know him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about how everything gets broken down now zone-wise with trots, and they look at the opposing team, and they look at what players are more dangerous in this area, this area, yeah, this where area, to shade. what the percentages are, and they look at all that before they get into Very a analytical. game. And, and i got to say, the Islanders, if you look at the people or the players they have on defense, mm-hmm. not the best group in the league, but they're playing a lot better than what you would expect. Now, yeah. 
This is before the Robin Leonard injury, but mm-hmm. that's not your fault. So I leave him there right now. We'll see if they can sustain without Robin Leonard now. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's funny. And we don't even know how long it's going to be. You looked at the Islanders. Like, oh, the Islanders need a goalie. The Islanders need a goalie. No, they need a goalie. They need to play some team defense. Right. I mean, geez. and they are starting to do that. Yeah, they absolutely are. Um, so I got the Isles at seventeen. The Dallas Stars at seven. Or, or Isles at eighteen. Dallas right. Stars at seventeen. The Blue Jackets right now at 16, and I'm really worried about that team. I, I think I'd have the Stars ahead of the Blue Jackets. I'm okay. worried about the Blue Jackets, too, because I look at John Tortorella, and, and since I've covered a lot of him over the years, covered him in the Stanley Cup, he's almost... Now, you could correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't care if you argue with me or not, because I'm always right. It doesn't matter. Right. But <laughs> I Challenge. saw that look. But, but here's the thing. He does look like a coach that may be out of answers. Yeah, he, he really does, and... That's not a good look. Him saying the other day that he kind of wishes there was more hate. Like, look, that hate went out the window 10 years ago ago, in in sports. So if that's the best you got towards, there could be an issue here. Yeah, And and look, he's right to an extent. They are patting themselves on the rear ends. And, hey, what do you you want to do for dinner after the game tonight? That that happens. Absolutely. Um, So... Okay, so Blue Jackets, uh, 15, now, I got stars, the Calgary Flames. Stars are interesting because I think Bishop's playing well. I think the Montgomery is, is settling in there. Yeah. I, I don't think they're fully figured out as far as offensively. System, yeah. Systems and everything. I haven't even looked at what Valerie Nishushkin has done. I'll admit it. I, I'd mm. like to, I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. So I think there's more to give on that team, so I yeah. think that's a good start. I think spot. they'll be fine come another month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I got the Calgary Flames at 15. Had some disheartening losses. This is a weird team. All yeah. right, so we can't keep blaming coaches because Bill Peters is a fine coach. Really good coach. And actually a really good defensive coach, and their defense is still not what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. This is almost a team that has to have a major shakeup. And they did have a shakeup in the offseason, oh, yeah. but it seems like they need to have another. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe it has to be on the blue line. because And they had it on the blue line already, but maybe they got to go a little yeah, further. I don't know. And Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be or what it's going to take. Because I think the goaltending's been good enough. I think Smith has been battling. But yeah, they should be better. Yep. Uh, the Devils at 14, and we'll see if they can yeah, sustain. Yeah, I told you I would have flipped. I got the Habs at number 13 right now. They're a tough team to play. They play hard. They are. And, and Price they play has, fast. And, and they do play fast. And that's the one thing Domi, Druan, those guys are fast. Well, Domi, you couldn't have imagined this. He had back to back nine goal seasons. Yeah. And Coach Nemi got... is fast. Yeah. I mean, they did, you know, added some youth, some legs. We don't know if it's sustainable. We don't. Their defense isn't fantastic. Claude mm-hmm. Julian seems to have changed, though, a little bit oh, on yeah. how he's coaching now because he's, he's playing with his person. Attacking more than the, and, and Carey Price makes a lot of things look good. If Price stays hot, this is a good spot. If not, they'll drop on your next one. Yeah, eventually they may drop, but because uh, it might not be sustainable. The Blackhawks, team that didn't make the playoffs last year. I got them at 12. Yeah, they're a weird team. They're playing better than we all thought they would. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Patrick Kane last night against the Canucks. They got they beaten, lost. what, 5-2 or something? Yeah. Ah, uh, boy. I, I say right now that's probably okay where you have them. Yeah. I don't think they can sustain it. I don't it. think they can either. I don't think they have the depth to sustain and, it. And look, Henry Okaharu has been great. Like, he's a guy mm-hmm. that I, I, I double-checked where I had him ranked, and I had him ranked like 44th. They took him earlier than that. Good for the Blackhawks. Yep. He's got a great point shot. He's added to their power oh, play. Yeah. But they need more than that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got the Canes at 11. They're off to a solid start. They're, ready for the top 10? Yeah. Canes, and, the Canes? I, one thing I'll say about the Canes, so far I've been wrong about them, but I do see that there's a little bit of slipping happening now. Yeah. Well, out of the gate, they played really hard. Yeah. Really hard for the new coach. Yeah. And we'll see if they can sustain. All right. The top 10. Minnesota Wild. Okay, now, I don't know if you remember this, but on another show I said it, and I may have said it on this one, I may not have, 
I picked the Minnesota Wild to come out of the West. Yes, you did. Okay, you so said I did it say on that. this one. Yeah, and people, I think you said it on all of them. Okay, well, I probably do talk too much, <laughs> but people people got on me for this, and there's something like I don't know what are they seven two and two. There's something seven three and two. Yeah, I think so, yeah, around there. They're right around that area. They have a great goalie tandem. Devin Dubnik is a terrific goalie, and even in games he's lost, he's played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Alex Stalock is a rock solid backup. Yeah, for, with the San Jose Sharks, right. Yeah, um, yeah, they're 7-3-2 through okay. 12 games. So, and think about this. They already have a solid defense. They have guys who could shoot the puck on defense like Dumba. But also, if Stahl and Parisi stay healthy, I don't yeah, think people... See, I think you're asking too much there. No, I don't know about that. These are 30-plus-year-old players and Granlin is with really, a history. Granlin has really picked it up, too. Yeah. But but i got to tell you, Stahl and, and Parisi, if they get one more kick at the can and they're healthy coming into the playoffs... Yeah, I just can't. I just don't believe that Parisi can stay healthy. And I don't he, believe that Stahl can. He's having here. a good start, though. Yeah, you, no, you he's tremendous. It. I, and look, coming it, off those back problems? I pull for Zach Parisi. He's oh, yeah. a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad looks like my dad, J.P. Parisi, and my dad actually mm-hmm. look alike. But that's yeah. <laughs> neither here nor there. I think the Wild are in a good spot there, and I think they're going to move up your rankings. Well, Bruce knows how to win in the regular season. He does. It's the postseason. Well, that's Listen, Joe Torre <laughs> couldn't win in the postseason for a while either. Yeah, but then he went to the Yankees. Right. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, number nine. I have the Capitals at nine. This is a little bit. I'm giving them a little extra love here. Yeah. Because they're the cup champion. But uh, I'm fine I, with them. I think that's fine. I, nobody's going to really argue with that. Yeah. San Jose at number eight. They still got another gear that they can go to. They do have another gear they can go to. They're still not quite there yet offensively, defensively. Even Martin Jones isn't quite locked mm-hmm. in yet. So, yeah, I think you got them in a good spot. Um, okay, so I got the Sharks at eight. Number seven, I got the Winnipeg Jets. They still haven't hit a full stride yet either this year. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold could play better. Oh, sorry, wrong Jets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think Winnipeg Jets... Believe me, your Jets would never be in the top five at this <laughs> oh, point. Oh, it's someday, Give it time. Man. Give it time. Give it time. Um, but here's the thing about Winnipeg. They've been a little disappointing for what we all expect them yeah. to do. And maybe it's us. Maybe it's our expectations because we've seen them lose some tight mm-hmm. games. We've seen their power play. Look Lost twice to the Leafs. Weirdly, away. their power play looks weirdly off. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't with the amount of talent they have. So I'm fine where you have them right now. One of the best top lines in hockey. Yeah. Um, the Bruins I got at number six. Wow. And I got to tell you, the Bruins are... Of that team where it's all about Bergeron. Mm-hmm. He stays healthy, they're good. He isn't, they're not. Yeah. I mean, they're still a playoff team, but they're not a deep into the playoff team. Their top line is probably the second best line in the league. I still think Colorado has the best top line, and I think they have the second best line, and it's because of that Bergeron Pasternak combo. I, I go. I'm big on combos. I go Bruins. Uh, the Bergeron line's the top line because what they can do in the D zone. Is yeah, well. I, and they, look, they, and they it. create a lot. Yeah, but Miko Rantanen and, oh, <laughs> and, and McKinnon, McKinnon and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right, so the Bruins at six. Uh, number five. How about the Penguins in the start? They've gotten off to whoa. But here's the thing: the other night when they didn't play without Le- when they played rather without Latang and mm-hmm. without Justin Schultz, they are in trouble. Oh man. yeah. I mean, Matt Murray got pulled out of that game. It's not, and and and, and good for Mike Sullivan for saying this isn't on Matt Murray. Yeah. Like, this is like we just needed to change things because you know defensively they stink. Yeah. They're one team though that could get away with having a mediocre to bad defense because of the defense that Crosby and Malkin play. Yeah. And they could play those guys extra minutes, and they are great defensive forwards. So somehow they're doing it, but I don't know, man. I know Rutherford, here's Jim Rutherford. He, we know he's the biggest trader in the league and he's like, ah, we're not really looking at anything right now. Oh, yeah. Baloney. Yeah, he's, he's always looking. looking. And he has to be because Olimata might be their best defenseman. Yeah, that's pathetic. That's not good. Um, the funny thing, too, is you look at a guy like Malkin, 19 points. 
Yeah. Second in the league right now. Tied for second in the league in scoring. Nobody talks about him. Oh, it's unreal. If, if he Overshadowed played, his entire career. If, if he played in a different era and Sidney Crosby didn't exist, we might be talking about him as one of the best players we've ever seen. Of that generation. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally yeah. agree. I mean, I the think numbers are stunning. I'm, I'm going to go out right now. I'll tell you he's better than Fedorov. Yeah, and he, he averages about 1.25 points per game yeah. per, through his career. Through Which 750 games, I think. So 900 and some points. It's crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, number four, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll see if they can sustain. We talked about yeah, Matthews. Yeah, they got issues. Uh, number three, I got the Colorado Avalanche. They deserve it. They, they burned is, it. I'm telling you, this is one of the great stories in the league this year. Yep. The When the Avs are good, those fans are really mm-hmm. rabid. And I know some Avs fans, and I'm very happy for what they're doing so far. The top line's phenomenal. Are yep. they going to get the secondary scoring to, to maintain it if the top line doesn't click at the level they are? No, I think they, they have are? it now. I do. Yeah. And I think they have more push from the blue line. Oh, definitely do. You know, with Gerard Tyson has Barry helped and with that. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think they got a lot of things going, man. Well, i tell you what, Zach did well in that trade. By finding a way to get Gerard in that deal. Yeah. We talked about it at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, and look, the Lightning have a lot of things going, but at some point they're going to have to deal Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to afford everybody they have. But for this year, they're set. They're even getting contributions from Adam Ernie, who I like. Mm-hmm. He's got like three points in six games. Goaltending's great. Everything's good over there. And did Coburn get like two goals the other night? Yeah, geez. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Come on, I man. Can't take that you got to mention that. How could you yeah. diss Braden Coburn? I, believe me, I've done it. Check my Twitter uh, timeline over uh, the years. Uh, he makes the, he gets uh, called for the dumbest of nice. penalties in the world. He's a good guy, He's though. a great guy. <laughs> Just I don't want him on my hockey team. All right, that's fair. Uh, number one, I've got the Nashville Predators. At this yeah. point, I don't think you can disagree. It's hard to disagree. I mean, UC Saros has proven me wrong early on right now. Now, they're trying to sign a deal with Rene, which I find very interesting. I find interesting very odd. <laughs> because I thought they were going to just sort of walk away from him, but they're not. They're actually negotiating. And some people were like, well, maybe it's just like for show. They don't do stuff for show no, in no, Nashville. No. They really don't. Nope. And so... David I, Poyle's not going to do something for no, show. I think what they're probably going to do is sell Rene on the fact that if you play here with this team, this coach, this defense, you'll last longer. Right now, we could play Saros 40 games a year, maybe 45. You'll be fresh for a playoff. You'll be the playoff guy. He'll be the other guy. Come down from your seven million. You know, let's do this at five and a half for two yeah. years. Yeah, I think It'll they might do that. See if they do it. Yeah, um, but Nashville's the number one team, so there you go. That's the power ring. Not that's good. The first month of the season, but we he's not. I just much. want people to understand. He's not saying they're the number one fans in the league. No, because you know Flyers fans are thinking, uh, "Oh, look, Jason just said they're going to go look, on Twitter." Look, you know what Jason did. said. He just said the <laughs> Nashville's got the number one fans in the league. Should have never fired Lavi <laughs> three games into a season. Well, the reason they fired Lavi three games into a season because he did one coach's show with me. <laughs> we did the Peter Laviolette show. We had 19 planned for the season, right? All mapped out. We did one show, and literally the next day, no, two days later, because there was a day in between, he got fired. That's a great story. Day. I didn't know that. Yes. that's You know, that's happened a few times over the years. I remember once Bud Harrelson, when he was the manager of the Mets, he actually had a show, and he canceled it. Like, he had it for one year, and then the next year, things weren't going great, yeah. and he canceled it like three shows into yeah. it. That's it. They were like, Oh yeah, the 
show's not on anymore. See, oh, now I'm getting all these so tweets. So you got from, one show. Yeah. I'm getting all these tweets of people saying, can we get a Dave Hackstall show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. No, we're not I'm surprised this Hackstall show stayed show. on as long as it has. Well, you and me both. And who knows if we'll be back next week. You never know. Uh, but that puts a wraps on episode 34. Russ, great job. Thanks. Follow Russ on Twitter, at Sportsology. Follow me, at Jason Mert. Follow the podcast, at Stick to Hockey Pod. Again, uh, give us uh, a rating and review on iTunes, if you will. And we appreciate everybody listening. Enjoy your hockey over the next week, and we'll talk to you next week on the Stick to Hockey Podcast. Thank you.